Hello and welcome to Game Composure. I'm your host, Angelo Valdivia, and I'm super excited to bring you this third episode. This episode is all about Nathan Cummins, a composer for both games and films, and is also a PhD candidate at the University of Adelaide. Nathan is also the conductor of Woodville Concert Band's Adelaide Fringe show called Music in Motion for the third consecutive year. In this episode, we discuss what it's like to put on concerts of video game music and his experience working as a composer. We also discuss his PhD work in creating virtual reality software to perform music, which I found super interesting and think you will too. Game Composure is a podcast series featuring interviews with people who work in and around games music. Please to enjoy this episode of Game Composure. Nathan, thank you very much for joining me um, on your first and best episode of Game Composure. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Angela. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, can you please just give me a rundown on who you are and what you do? Uh, well, as you said, my name is Nathan Cummins. I'm a 25-year-old composer based in Adelaide. I'm currently studying a PhD in music composition and sonic arts, and I've worked in a, a few various little th- projects around Adelaide and around Australia. Excellent. So you're doing a PhD. So what's your PhD topic? It's uh, developing, sorry, developing a system of music notation and performance in virtual reality. Wow. All right. So what exactly does that mean? <laughs> well, essentially, uh, I'm developing. Which is, a a, I think that's the, I think that's the apt response to any PhD topic. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I get that this question a lot, um, and I never know how to explain it. It's a uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, replacing sheet music in virtual reality and you'll be performing a piece of music in virtual reality so the notation will be like balls of light coming at you that you can touch to perform the actual piece okay so it's not going to be quite like something like a tar hero or anything like that no but lots of people do say that okay they say guitar hero mixed with a theremin Oh, okay. That's really cool, actually. Theremin's a weird instrument, but I do like it. So is it sort of, obviously it's digital music, but like, so what kind of sounds are you using in that case? At the moment, because it's very early on in the project, it's just using sine waves, but I'm hoping to develop some filters that you can actually put some triangle waves in and stuff like that. But it's mostly just synthesizers. Wow. All right. So are you developing this, the, this, the entire project on your own? Are you doing the programming and things like that? Or are you working in collaboration with anyone? No, it's just me. Wow, all right. I didn't know that you did some, some techie stuff. That's really, really cool. <laughs> so, um, all right, so well, since, since we've already started talking about studies and stuff, how did you get involved with music? Where did, where did it all begin for you? I actually started music when I was about 10 years old, 8 to 10 years old. I started playing trumpet in year 4 because uh, my parents kept telling me I need a hobby. <laughs> Trumpet's probably a good one to do, so I agree with them on that one. So um, did, you, did you start in school in that case? Yeah, I started in primary school in about year four. Um, when I got to high school, they actually took me off trumpet and said I'll never be a trumpet player. So it stuck me oh, on sax. <laughs> but, well, I proved it wrong. I, I gave up sax and I started trumpet again after that. And I still play trumpet now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So um, was trumpet something that you went along with um, for tertiary studies or did you change your focus elsewhere? Uh, tertiary meaning a uh, uni, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually did study composition under Graham Kerner in university. Okay, so 
what sort of discipline do you find yourself more leaning towards than with music? Are you more of a jazz composer? Are you more of a classical composer? Or do you try to keep yourself nice and open to all sort of styles? I do try to keep myself nice and open. I actually, in my final year of uni, composed a piece called Jazzatels, where I tried to mix a jazz kind of style and instrumentation into an orchestra. Um, it ended up far more Disney than I would have hoped, but <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> That's great. That's really, really cool. So um, so what made you want to go into composition instead of being a performer or a teacher or something? Well, I realized that later on in high school where I just used to, I did a lot of arranging and just got better and better at it essentially and started trying to write my own stuff. And uh, I realized towards the end of high school as well that um, it was actually gaming that I think that started me on composition in the first place. Interesting. What makes you say that? Well, uh, in year 12, I had my first piece of orchestral music performed by the Cold Coast Philharmonic Orchestra and uh, people in the audience came up to me afterwards and said that it sounded exactly like Grant Kirkhope who wow. I don't know if you know he wrote the music for Banjo-Tooie and Banjo-Kazooie and games like that yeah absolutely he's a big rare um uh what's the word uh not alum but you know he goes real far back with, with, with he's historically recognized for his work with Rare and now um with Ubisoft and stuff so that's a yeah. that's a really cool that's a really good compliment I'd imagine. Yeah, I was I was very happy with that. I actually sent him an email afterwards uh and said that people said my music was like his and he actually replied to me and asked to listen to it himself. Oh, I've got wow. a I've got a birthday card next to one of my desks signed by him. I'm really happy that's, about that. That's fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm hoping that um if this, if this podcast series goes into a second season, I'd love to be able to interview someone like him. He'd be really really interesting. Um yeah, that's great that, that you were able to reach out to him and, you know, make that kind of connection. That's really special. Is mm. he a composer that you sort of uh, uh, look to sort of adapt the style of in your music or was that just something that just happened? It just happened naturally. I, I it, Towards the end of high school, like uh, towards the start of high school, I should say, I stopped gaming until later on. And so I didn't actually have much um, experience with game music before high uh until before high school mm -hmm. if that makes sense sorry um so i i found it interesting that the music that i was writing would sound like grant kirkhope because i hadn't actually had any contact with that music for at least five years yeah sure that's awesome so all right well what are some other um video game composers that you enjoy listening to or perhaps even you know admire the styles of or anything oh there's too many to list really <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, if you come to the show, you'll probably hear something like uh, Nobu Uematsu. Uh, but I'm actually getting into more chiptune and electronic music, such as uh, the soundtrack for Hyperlight Drifter by Disasterpiece, and even the album PPPPPP by Magnus Paulson. Okay. Excellent. That's a really so, good chiptune um, soundtrack if you ever want to look that up. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I might have to look them up, actually. That'd be really cool. Um, all right. Well, so in that case... Um, you talked a little bit about how, uh, you know, your passions for music and then your passion for music sort of started to collide then. So when did you really start um, realizing that you wanted to sort of make the plunge in that regard in sort of that direction um, with, uh, with, with, for example, like your Fringe show, what made you sort of decide, okay, I want to start sharing this with other people, not just listening to it myself? About the second year of uni when people said that game music, it doesn't really 
isn't really considered art music. Mm. Yeah. From that point, okay. I just decided that game music is art music. There's a lot of good music that is game music, and it should be considered art music. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, when I was at uni as well, like I was, I was similar. I listened to a lot of game music. Um, and I felt a little bit weird about talking about it with some people. Um, I was lucky enough that um, one of the previous podcast, uh, one of the previous guests on this podcast, Chris Larkin, who you're familiar with as well, um, we were at uni together, and he was one of the only people who I knew who sort of um, appreciated game music, and we talked a little bit about it, and um, we even shared some music that we liked together and stuff. So. Yeah, it was really cool to sort of be able to talk about that with someone. But yeah, even even today, I still come across people who are a little bit sort of like, oh, video games, you know, that's just for kids. It's so boring and it's so stupid, you know, it's so immature. But these same people talk about how much they love film music, you know, and it's to me, it's it's no different. Like music is music. It doesn't matter where you listen to music. It's still it's still just music. It's still, you know, something that people put effort into making to sort of get like a, a response from or to um enrich the experience of was that, is that something that you would agree with yeah i definitely would agree with that um it goes with old music not just classical music as well that yeah. people it, i think should be more open-minded about listening to everything mm. well are there any other styles of music or other types of um uh not necessarily genres but any other places that you would listen to music where you that you particularly enjoy like you know do you listen to hip-hop do you listen to Old school Dixieland or anything like that? Oh, old school Dixieland is fun. Uh, I used to be in a <laughs> Dixieland band, actually. Oh, um, yeah. But listen to anything and everything, really. Uh, there's some really cool sort of New Orleans-style marching bands that I've been getting into a bit lately since yeah. I've been involved in some myself. And yeah. uh, jazz, uh, Miles Davis. I've got a picture of him up on my wall next to me, actually. Um, <laughs> rock, pop, love the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there a particular um, music group that you would love to work with one day that you kind of have put up on a pedestal and you thought that's the, that's the goal? Oh, that's, that's a question that I haven't prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You'd have enough. to give me a moment and then uh, get back to you on that one. That's all right. I might, I might ask you later on if I remember. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, so what type of games were you playing when you were younger? Did you, did you have a specific console that you enjoyed or...? Um, was it mostly just a case of you just played whatever you had um, available to you? Uh, I used to love the Nintendo 64, but I did have also a PlayStation. Um, I got mm -hmm. into PC gaming more recently in the last few years. Yep. Okay. Are there any particular games that stand out as something that um, are real like, highlights of your your experiences with the games? Well, one's probably pretty obvious. It's uh, Banjo-Tooie. I just love that game. I I reckon I finished it about eight times in the space of a couple of years. But I also wow. liked Super Mario 64 and Crash Bandicoot. Fair enough. So that's really interesting to me. I, I played the hell out of Banjo-Kazooie, but I'd never finished Banjo-Tooie for whatever reason. I've, I've finished Banjo-Kazooie a couple of times, so that's a really interesting answer to me. Banjo yeah, I was the reverse. I actually went from Banjo-Tooie back to Banjo-Kazooie. So I had okay. a hard time adapting to Banjo-Kazooie because of all, all the improvements in Banjo-Tooie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so were there, um, did, was gaming like a social thing for you as well or, or did you mostly play by yourself? Uh, that implies that I had friends when I was in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you're a bit of a social game. Oh, sorry, you're a bit of a, a solitary gamer then. 
Uh, lately, I've been a social gamer. I actually don't have time much to play games outside of working on my PhD. So I'll tend to play games such as uh, Heroes of the Storm, um, oh, yeah. a Blizzard game. Um, I play that with some friends from primary school, actually. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, with music then, so do you still play trumpet? Do you still perform music or do you mostly uh, work as a, as a composer these days? Uh, in terms of performance, I'm a jazz performer, but I tend to just fill in yeah. with whenever people need me. Um, I tend to play trumpet in a couple of big bands around the place, but I also play sousaphone in a couple of marching bands. Wow. Okay. Sousaphone. That's the opposite end of the spectrum of brass instrument. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah. yeah. I was meant to play sousaphone with my band, but unfortunately, uh, my drum major decided to keep me on trumpet at the last minute, which is a bit of a disappointment. All right. Oh, <laughs> Give it a shot if you ever can. Yeah, I'd love to. It looks like heaps of fun. Um, so you work with uh, the Woodwill Concert Band then. So it's a, it's a community band in Adelaide. Um, they have been putting on some fringe shows for the last um, few years as part of the Adelaide Fringe called Music in Motion. Um, as, as, as far as I understand, this is the third year that you've guys, you guys have been doing that? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So have there been any other shows before that that you've been working with the Fringe for or anything? There's been a number of them, I guess, but I don't remember the names of them. <laughs> I ah, tend to, as right. I said, just fill in for uh, whatever needs me. So sometimes I'll do a musical and have about one rehearsal if I'm lucky on that. Um, uh, there's been a couple of fringe shows, but as I said, they don't come to mind at the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. So how did Music in Motion come about with Woodville Concert Band? Uh, it's... Uh, been a long time coming i think um mm -hmm. with various members of the band we did smaller things uh usually at stuff like avcon where there was a small mm -hmm. group put together and some arrangements were done for the smaller group of about half a dozen people maybe but okay. then for the first fringe show in 2017 i think i put together a few arrangements of various video game stuff i think tetris was one of the first ones that i did mm -hmm. um so we had about half the show was just video game arrangements that i did but the the year after that so 2018 last year we had 18 tracks um mm -hmm. i did 17 of them so it was wow. a lot of work for me to do in a couple of months and yeah that's a lot yeah so it's just been getting bigger and bigger really yeah, okay. So in that first concert then, you say that about half the program was video game music. What, what other kind of music did you have instead? We also did some stuff like uh, Chicken Run okay. and the, the Incredibles. Just some stuff that's more media but not necessarily related to games. I think we also okay. did Ponyo as well by Joe oh, Hisaishi. Wow. Okay, cool. So then what made you want to steer fully into video games uh, in last year's concert? Well, as I said, uh, second year of uni, it's about that time, I think, um, people started telling me that they didn't think that game music was a true art form and I wanted to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so what kind of pieces were you playing uh, in last year's concert then? In last year? Uh, I'll yep. actually have the, I had the set list here. Uh, we did uh, some music from Bone Trussell, uh, Bone Trussell from Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Nintendo music, actually. You can probably tell that I was much more of a Nintendo kid than a yeah, PlayStation well, kid. 
well, yeah, for, for some of the things that I've been trying to organize, I keep gravitating towards Nintendo music, even though I try to try to distribute it in evenly across other things. I always gravitate to Nintendo music as well. They just have such fantastic music. Well, one of the reviews for the show last year that said uh, there was a lot of Nintendo music and I thought about it a lot throughout the year because I'm trying to do the arrangements for this year's one. So trying yep. to be a bit more diverse. But I realized just Nintendo music has is really good music. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, so, in my opinion, oh, by far the best game music. Mm-hmm. So do you have a particular composer that you might, or a particular game uh, from Nintendo that you really like, enjoy the music from? Like me personally, I, I really love um, Super Mario Galaxy specifically. I think the music in that, Mario Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2 are really, really good. And Pokemon to an extent as well, I really enjoy. But do you have any sort of Nintendo games that really come to mind? You've said two already that I really like, but the <laughs> the other one is The Legend of Zelda is by far my oh, favorite. Of yeah, of course. All right. I, I, I threw that one to you. That was an easy one. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so what else were you playing last year then? Uh, we did some out of the blue ones, actually. Uh, one we did was Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mm, and we did Cuphead. Oh, of course. Yeah. That was, that was a really fun one. I did quite enjoy that one. That was pretty good. It was fun doing the, the barbershop quartet for that as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I managed to come along to a show last year. It was really, really fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing your show this year. So what kind of stuff are you guys putting together for this year's concert? Look, I can't tell you too much. You're just going to have to come to the show. <laughs> Can you give us one? Oh, let, let, me, let me think about it. I can say that there is a certain angel with one wing that may, m- might make an appearance. Oh, okay, excellent. Excellent. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one or an ear out for that one. Um, so what else What else do you do outside of that then? So you write music for, for concert band or you have written music for a concert band concert for a fringe show and things. Um, are there any other places that you're able to, to stretch your compositional wings? I really like orchestra. Um, and I tend to gravitate a lot towards writing for orchestra. But it's just that orchestras aren't that frequent mm. <laughs> so no, no, writing no. for the concert band is unfortunately much easier to get not really unfortunately concert bands are fantastic actually but it's just easy to get a performance out of a concert band mm-hmm. yeah. i have also written stuff for string quartet i had um, a piece of mine performed in 2012 by the australian mm-hmm. string quartet which was a lot of fun that's fantastic that's a, that's a really really high mark for like, you know, the classical scene in Australia. That's really fantastic that you managed to get a piece with them. I was, they were fantastic to work with as well. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So um, I understand that you've done some some film work as well. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. Um, I've helped Christopher Larkin, who you mentioned earlier. Uh, I orchestrated a few films for him, but I also did a short film in 2015, I think it was, called Ella. Um mm-hmm. I really like talking about this one because uh, something a lot of people don't realize is uh, that won a competition for NASA. And as part of the prize for that competition, it was actually sent to the International Space Station and the astronauts viewed it while in space. Oh, really? Wow. So I can safely say, I can actually say that my music is out of this world. Yeah. Very good. Very good. (laughs) To fit that in there, I'm sorry. (laughs) I like that a lot. That's fantastic um that's cool so so when you say that you orchestrated music for another composer what does that mean that you orchestrated it for someone else 
it depends on the situation. Chris is actually a very good orchestrator himself, but I would tend to take music that he's written for a rough kind of ensemble, uh, usually fairly orchestra in itself, but actually put it for a real orchestra uh, for the for the purpose of recording it. Yep. And in okay. some extreme cases, he would only have uh, like a, only a piano mock-up, and I would take that and make it for an orchestra and actually add counter melodies and all that sort of stuff in as well. Okay. All right. Interesting. So how does how does someone come uh, come into um, things like that? Is it a matter of uh, just making connections, or you know, is there a is there a LinkedIn ad? I was fortunate that um, another friend of mine passed my information onto Chris. So that was through a connection. Um, for orchestration, it's actually hard to get jobs because a lot mm. of composers will try to do it themselves and as they should. Um, but sometimes it is just easier or better to get an orchestrator. Yep. Okay. So is film music sort of something that you're looking to make more of a career in or are you happy to do any sort of compositional work uh, pretty much anywhere? I just love composing, so I'm happy to do anything. I am hoping to get as much game stuff as possible, but mm -hmm. in the past, actually this is a Fringe show that I didn't think of at the time. I worked with a dancer for a show in 2013 called Rip Drag Ruminate, mm -hmm. uh, where I she choreographed to some music of mine. So I'm, I'm happy to do anything, really. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's cool. Um, so have you uh, have you worked in video games specifically before? Like, um, you know, you've you've done some work um, around video games, like making things for a, for um, uh, a fringe show and things like that. But are there any projects that you're able to sort of like, attach yourself to, or any projects upcoming maybe that you you're part of? At this stage, there's only uh, stuff for friends. Um, yep. Uh, places such as AIE. I don't know if you know of them. Yep, uh, the basically the video game school. Yes, that's exactly it. I have a few friends there and I tend to help them wherever I can. Yep. And um, other than that, there's a few uncredited kind of stuff that mm -hmm. I'm involved with but can't really elaborate on with more. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. So um, is there, like say 10 years down the road, is there a game that you would love to work on in particular? Like, you know, would you like to be on a Nintendo game in particular or perhaps even elsewhere i'd love to work with koji kondo's um compositions or i'd love to work with zelda games good choice <laughs> so what about zelda games really speaks out to you in that case you've mentioned them a couple of times now i don't know i i've been getting into breath of the wild over the last few months and it's just a really fantastic game yeah, um okay there's just so much so many aspects of it that i really like and I found it funny because a lot of people criticized Breath of the Wild for the lack of music in it, but I feel mm. the lack of music is music in itself, where mm. it's the sound of silence kind of thing. Mm. Um, so when you're in a vast field with nothing in it, you don't want a soundtrack that's just taking over. They've done it beautifully where they've got almost nothing happening. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I recall playing Skyrim way back, and um, yeah, just kind of like, roaming around just foraging and there was still like sweeping music going on and i'm like hey come on guys just relax like i'm just picking some flowers here you know <laughs> but, um, then, then playing something like breath of the wild like you know you're just kind of climbing a mountain and there's just no music and then every now and again you just hear a tiny chime and then that kind of wakes you up and you're like oh something's happened mm. and then you kind of look around and you're trying to pick up cues for what's going on i've 
I think that's much more of an enriching experience. I feel like music is constantly going all the time in a game. You kind of become numb to it and you don't really pay so much attention to it. When the music fits into something and you don't necessarily notice, I think that's the best type of music. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so what about, so you're saying that you like some chip tunes and things like that. Are there any particular older games or are there any other sort of chip tune sounds that you like in particular? Oh, just hit my microphone. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly how to call it, but the the, the soundtrack for uh, Hyperlight Drifter by Disaster Piece, he also did mm -hmm. Fez which a lot more people oh, are familiar yeah, with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's just the element of involving the chiptune kind of sound with the full lush kind of orchestration and harmonies. He uses a lot of 6-9 chords and moves mm -hmm. to like parallel 6-9 chords. And just the putting electronics in with lush orchestration just does something for me. It's really nice. Yeah, I agree as well, actually. Like, I, I'm still holding out for more people to sort of do that kind of thing, to have more of an orchestral undersound with, like, chiptune or just more video game -y type sound bites over the top of them. Um, did you happen to watch the Video Game Awards when they were on late last year? No, I didn't. Um, if you get an opportunity, I, I recommend um, just jumping onto YouTube and, and looking it up, the Video Game Awards uh, theme, I think they call it. And um, it's literally just they had an orchestra live on stage. It, it's always it always amuses me when people who have watch any uh, who are just video game fans absolutely freak out whenever there's a video game orchestra or an orchestra playing video game music. Like like an orchestra is just this weird ethereal thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, they had an orchestra uh, as part of the show um, accompanying uh, the awards and things like that, playing um, live renditions of of game music. But then they have their own theme, which is just this big sort of sweeping. Uh, um, musical piece that has chiptune um, melodies playing over the top of it, which I thought was really fitting for something like that. And mm -hmm. I was just what, listening to that. And I'm just thinking like, why aren't more people doing this kind of thing? Like it seems to go that they either lean one way or the other. And very few games seem to really take advantage of that type of thing. What do you, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think it should be used more often than just, I've tried to experiment with it myself and it, I, I can vouch that it is very hard. Yep, I I have a lot of respect for Disaster Piece uh, in his craft because he's very good at it. Yeah, okay. I might have to try and get an interview with him at some point. That would be really cool. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, um, all right. So, what other artists uh, do you find yourself really enjoying to listen? Like, is there game music that you just listen to that you don't even really um, play or have have played games for or anything like that? Like for me, for example, um, uh, I didn't grow up playing PlayStation. Um, my first PlayStation was a PlayStation 3 that I got when I was at university. And, um, but before that, I was listening to a lot of like Final Fantasy soundtracks and things like that, mm -hmm. mostly Square Enix games. Um, and I really found that I really love that kind of music. And a lot of Japanese composers who write for game music, they're not just game music composers. Like they actually, they're quite older and more veteran composers who work in things like TV and film. So in Japan, like, you know, they're, they're musician, they're, they're comp composers, musical composers are much more widespread like it's not sort of funneled into one sort of thing and it's a little bit like that now where a lot of the younger composers and things they compose where they can um but um yeah so going back to my original question like is there a particular game series or a particular composer whose music you really appreciate but perhaps haven't actually played the games on yes there's a couple uh i've never played a final fantasy game in my life but a lot oh, of the wow. music is really nice um that with Chrono Trigger as well. I've never played okay. Chrono Trigger before, but I've found myself liking the music quite a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Chrono Trigger's got fantastic music. Um, Square mm -hmm. Enix, man, they just, 
they, they get the best composers apart from Nintendo, uh, of course. But yeah, it's something different. I've actually played very little Square Enix games now that I think of it, but a lot of the music <laughs> that comes out of their games is very good. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you'll find them at more video game concerts than anything else. And in fact, what? Um, there are just dedicated Final Fantasy concerts that come around. Like there are the odd ones like Zelda as well, of course, but the Final Fantasy yeah. ones seem to do very well for themselves. Final Fantasy has uh, Distant Worlds, which happens quite a lot, and Zelda has Symphony of the Goddess. That's right, yeah. Did you happen to see um, Distant Worlds when it came late last I year? I did, actually, and I yep. saw uh, um, Symphony of the Goddess in Melbourne a few years ago as well. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm very envious. I didn't get to see either of those. So that's It was fantastic. a really good concert. Yeah, okay. Is that something that kind of spurs you on to put on your own video game concerts as well? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, what do you think about um, performing video game music for audiences in that case? I mean, both of you and I have discussed how, um, you know, it's sort of voiced our frustrations for people who might, you know, look down upon game music is not something that stands up uh, amongst the other uh, various types of music. Um, but how far off do you think we are from being able to have just any sort of classical orchestra, like say the Adelaide Symphony Orchestra here at home, just, you know, bring out something from Nintendo or something from Skyrim or something like that alongside any of their other classical repertoire. I think that's just going to have to change with when people die off, essentially. That sounds a bit dramatic, but I, I feel that's what it might be. Um, for example, if you or I were in charge of uh, programming the music there there might be more modern music involved mm. uh, it's a hard question to answer but i uh, i think it's just experience with the music um a lot of the people yep. that would be orchestrating uh not sorry orchestrating um programming for those types of concerts probably just aren't familiar with game music yeah okay so um going back to your phd in that case um so how does your phd and does your PhD in any way sort of tie into this in that case? Like, is it, um, do you think that music and VR sort of are, a, are something that will blend well together? Uh, yeah, there's actually existing examples of it. Um, one of them more recently, I can't, Beat Saber is what it's called. Awesome, um, yeah. It's a, a rhythm music game, but it's in VR. So you just, uh, you've got two lightsabers on your hand and you're just slashing notes as they come at you. It's really cool. Um, so I think that um, the VR will let you immerse yourself in the music and actually really perform the music. And I'm actually excited to see what uh, the benefits will be in terms of performing, like uh, the fear of performing and mm. um, sort of getting used to performing or getting over a fear of performing. Yeah, that's an interesting idea, actually, because now that I think about it, like VR is a very insular experience. Like it's not very easy to sort of share that um, with other people other than just have people stand on the side and watch the monitor because they're not actually experiencing being enveloped in that so much. So, yeah, I haven't considered that, that performing in VR would be, I don't know, is that something that people find a lot easier to do when they're using something like what you're creating? Well, there's been existing studies, not necessarily in relation to music, but in relation to like um, treating PTSD or treating various like um, speech therapy uh, mm-hmm. and confidence and stuff like that, where they'll put uh, someone in front of 
a person in virtual reality or gradually introduce that person where that person knows that they're in a safe environment but can slowly introduce themselves to um, their fears, essentially. Yep. Okay. So are there other aspects of VR that you, or aspects of your, um, your project that you're trying to incorporate other experiences in? Like, is it just purely music or are you trying to sort of incorporate some more visual things that go along with that as well? I've thought about, again, it's very early stages. So I'm always up for more suggestions. I have thought about, um, changing the environment to suit, uh, different pieces, or you could change the environment. Like you could, um, slowly morph the stage into something much darker or the conversely you could um, morph the stage into something much brighter and change the overall feel of the piece just by changing the environment in which you're performing Mm -hmm. Um, i've also thought about getting lots of the virtual music instruments and uh, making an orchestra out of it but uh, that's going to be fairly technical technologically hard to do yeah, it's not going to be like something like Tetris 99 where you can just have 98 other people just playing music with you, right? <laughs> I think it's going to be fairly expensive to put on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, so in the end then, this this kind of thing that you're creating, um, are there other people that are actually doing this too? Are there other mini studies or many other projects that have to do with VR and music? To my knowledge, there's a couple. There was uh, one done by a guy in Melbourne, but there's nothing that's done similar to mine where it's more like a, a replacement for notation that's actually uh, quasi improvised which means that it's not purely notated that's in the sense reproducible but it's also not completely improvised so you like a graphic score it's quasi improvised in the sense that it gives you a guide to how the piece should be performed and it is reproducible but it won't always be the same so in a way, it's sort of like a predetermined structure, but there is some flexibility there. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And is this something that was, I'd imagine if you're working with a university to provide this, you know, in the end, they would own the property? For that? Is that how it works? Yes, usually. Um, depending on the situation, um, there's also, particularly in the sciences, um, a thesis written by a PhD student will actually uh the the principal author will be the supervisor so it's just in negotiation with whoever your supervisor and the the university at the time at the time at this current moment i will be the principal author but the university will own the outcome of the research yep so i guess what i'm getting at is then is this something that then could be um distributed like can it be uploaded and then shared amongst more people or is it specifically just kept and then demonstrated, um, you know, on the small scale. I'm hoping to release it as an open source library, uh, probably on GitHub, and mm-hmm. release the platform to distribute and actually share composition compositions on something like Steam and the Oculus Store. Okay, so so by the end, then, what is this going to look, or what are you hoping for it to look like? Then, will it have like crazy bonkers? sort of environments like you know will we be able to go to the the international space station and perform music in your program, <laughs> or is it just going to be sort of um more uh, abstract well i'm hoping people will be able to make their own experiences and yeah so you might ex- do exactly what you said and uh, uh perform a piece floating outside the international space station but it, it utilizes the library that i've created 
Um, but then I'm also hoping to have that um, app on the Oculus Store or Steam where you can just simply submit a composition that you've made and get people to perform it. Interesting. Okay. This is, by the way, this is not at all how I expected this interview to go. I was not expecting to be talking about, you know, musical composition in VR. I was literally expecting only to talk about sort of video game music performed to a live audience. This is really cool. I'm really excited. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're interested. <laughs> yeah, it's. I wasn't expecting that at all. I have to, I have to try and check it out. I'm going to have to keep an eye on your project. <laughs> Thanks for the interest. I think we'll have to plug the music with motion just a bit more before I go there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll start wrapping up here then. So you go for it. Then you you take the next uh, thirty seconds to a minute or so and, and throw all the information out there, so that way people who are listening have an opportunity to check it out. All right. Well, uh, music with motion is presented by my band, the Woodford Concert Band. It um, premieres uh, arrangements of various video game music, uh, exciting video game music, uh, by myself. Um, we've got about a dozen tracks ready to go this year. Um, bigger tracks than last year, I might add as well. We've got three performances um, on March 3rd in the afternoon at Marion Cultural Centre, March 8th and March 9th at Woodville Town Hall at 7pm. Excellent. Cool. Well, yeah, is, is there anywhere where people can sort of keep up to date with any of the things you're working on so they can potentially check out more of your VR project? Yep. Um, you can keep track of me at my website, nathancummins.com. Uh, for the band, you can keep track of the band at woodvillecb.com.au. And the show is called Music With Motion. It's part of the Adelaide Fringe. So if you keep track of our Facebook page, um, the Woodville Concert Band's Facebook page, there's probably a few competitions in the next few days and weeks to get some free tickets for yourself. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Nathan. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out of you um, in the future. This is, this is really, really cool. And I hope to, well, I'm, I will be seeing you at your concert in a couple of weeks. So thank you for your time. Yeah, I hope to see you in a few weeks. I'll see you then. Excellent. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Game Composure. Be sure to catch Nathan's show with the Woodville Concert Band as part of the Adelaide Fringe on Friday, March 8 and Saturday, March 9 at the Woodville Town Hall, Woodville. Keep up with Nathan's work at his website, www.nathancummins.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating it on your preferred listening platform and share with others. Also, feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter at Game Composure. And hey, even follow me at Mangello. That's M-A-N-J-E-L-L-0. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to bringing you the next episode soon. Music